You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Back. That was nice of them to stop by. We're just waiting for Kevin to uh, return to the room. We're all here waiting. Thank you to everyone tuning in. And, uh, 2023 has been a very interesting year of real estate, I would say. Didn't go the way any of us probably thought it was going to go, but I think... Uh, I think in the last three years, we saw so many people come into the industry that I don't say shouldn't be in the industry, but that saw it as like a quick kind of side hustle. Like, oh, I'll do this. I'm not home anyways. Uh, And I think we're seeing, I think even on the mortgage side, we're starting to see, and I know I've talked to Greg about this, that those people are slowly, like they might've had five, 10 transactions in the first year. You know, you put a sign on the line, it's sold in a week. Uh, But now that it actually, you know, we're back into the market and... uh, it's a bit more consistent, especially with this year, with the transactions being down like 30%. I think we're seeing a lot of those people that came into the market over the last few years slowly go back into the industries they were in. Have you guys seen or have you heard of like anyone? I know you guys both have growing teams. So have you seen a lot of part-time agents come into the market in the last couple of years? Or what have you seen? Have you dealt with any maybe on a transaction that didn't know what they were doing or were a bit wet behind the ears? So it's, it's funny. Um, we have a couple part-time agents on our team actually, which is an interesting dichotomy, right? Um, and I, I do think that sometimes in, the, in this industry, it's it's best to go all in. I imagine you guys on the mortgage side, uh, I just kind of jumped in here. So uh, I imagine you guys on the mortgage side have a little bit of that in your office as well. Um, so, but those that we did, did hire that are part-time are already professionals, like mm-hmm. so, and they're already involved in real estate. So like one of our agents owns four or five rental properties, he's, done many transactions on the personal side and his volume is about 20 deals a year and he's really confident working with first-time home buyers and able to get condos and investment properties so he's able to add strategic advice even in a part-time capacity and then our other one also too he's a seasoned investor seasoned um he's done buys and sells himself and uh, i think he comes at it with with good intentions as well it's 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 that thought of you know it's difficult to think, you know, you're getting into a self-employed, commission-based industry, you know, and, and you have another stable job, right? So it's, it's that transition period. I think that's that's critical. Yeah. I made the move a little bit quicker, um, but, you know, sometimes people take their t- take different paths to that journey, you're right? Full time. I was still yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so my like I started uh, July 2018. I was in the government before and. Uh, got phoenixed a couple times that was the uh that was the reason nature to sort of get into real estate I was, we were already involved in real estate you know as, as investors and stuff so we said you know what i think you know now's the time my wife and i sat and thought you know if we're not getting paid anyway at work we might as well go to something else so i was fortunate before uh working from home with school i was able to sort of do a part-time arrangement with my my government job and then you know by february of 2019 i was i was kind of hashtag all in and and, and retired you know, recently from the government. So, uh, so yeah, I'm a retiree. And uh, yeah, so it took me a little, you know, I, I enjoyed having that little buffer zone, but it didn't take long to realize that that this was going to be the career for me. And, and you know, the sooner I could go all in, the, the better it would be for me long term. I think the, like, to your kind of comment question, Paul, was of people seeing the pandemic of being, you know, deal transactions flying and that it's going to be easy money and you know and then being part-time where they you know thought they're you know hot shit because they closed a couple of transactions but really like anyone 
to your point, could put us on the lawn and, and it sells immediately. Um, now they're having to realize that it takes more than uh, more than that to close it, to, to get business, maintain business, work relationships, your client. It's not as easy as they thought it was and they're falling off immediately. Um, and, and, you know, on the mortgage side, I, I know you've seen it as well, Paul. Like, I mean, it's, I think, you know, from a license renewal standpoint, it's up in March. It'll be for on the mortgage side. It'll be interesting to see the numbers that drop off. It was a thirty percent increase over the pandemic of mortgage agents um, that that were licensed with FISRA as an overall. And FISRA is the Ontario body, so I imagine every province is the same. So I, I imagine that that complete fall off, even or even more so, will be this March. Um, but we have like ninety thousand realtors in Ontario, and and there's almost five thousand, forty five hundred in in Ottawa and our and our board here. So it's. Yeah, so I think it's ninety thousand total because we we just did this um, Ontario Wellness program or whatever. So they they talked about the buying power of you know ninety thousand people joining a group plan kind of thing is, you know, significant, right? But it's a lot of people. Yeah. Now we know, as we know, we, a lot of them don't practice or sell real estate. They have licenses for other reasons, but still, that's that's a pretty big number of people that are attempting anyway to to transact. Stop! I think half of them haven't done a transaction in like six months or something like that. So. Or, you know, one one half deals and like that. So you guys, you guys must find it pretty damn difficult dealing with agents. I'm sure you do on whether it's a rental or on a purchase or a sell when the agent hasn't done a deal all year, so, basically I mean, to try to it, try and negotiate with them or it, try and like explain, explain a condition. It, it depends. Sometimes you have to walk them through certain things, but at the same time, like. You know, you can kind of abuse it in a way uh, because, you know, if it's a newer agent that doesn't really know what they're doing, you can really take advantage of that Yeah. Um, for the benefit of your client Yeah. to a certain extent. Uh, but, you know, certain things are going to get relatively annoying when they don't know basic conditions or yeah. things that, you know, there was just no conditions being put in for deals like during the pandemic yeah. for most properties. So now people are like, oh, what does this condition mean? Yeah. Like. How long do I have to be able to do this, right? So it makes it a little bit more difficult and frustrating for clients on on both sides of the equation. Um, if one of the agents is part time and just has a very small knowledge base, if you're like a boxer, you got to carry them to the to the seventh round. But I I find like you know like sometimes it's a it's a it's a teaching moment, right? Like you know everyone did their first deal with somebody, right? So I try it, you know, to you know again. I, I you're try. taking advantage of, it. or you're you're, uh, you're you're winning that negotiation every I'm, time. I'm trying to, yeah, maybe the winning negotiation, but I, I'm I'm helping them with the clauses. I'm, I'm I'm walking them through it. I like to think that I'm trying to be more patient in all facets of my life. So so and, and including dealing with others. So that 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 is, I am trying to be more patient with my fellow realtor colleagues. I under like I completely like. People forget that everyone in every fast life started, especially in real estate, everyone started from zero deals. So yeah. somebody that's doing hundreds of deals or hundreds of millions in volume as a mortgage agent, anything like that, you all started from zero. So like you have to have patience, understanding that other people are going to be newer in the industry and that they're going to build up their volume. And and it's just a matter of whether they're putting the effort in or whether they're just hoping and thinking that this is going to be easy uh, money. And uh, the uh, easy money people are like, get the hell out of here. Like, go find something else to do. But the others that are actually man, putting a vested interest in the industry. Someone who's like putting good like, effort in. Let's go. And, and I find sometimes like, sometimes you're like 
not better, but like they're just out of school. Like they 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 they've got all the closets are tight and fitted. Like like sometimes like sometimes they have more time as well to put you know the energy effort into these offers. Like you know they're you know they're talking to their you know if they're doing it right they're probably talking to their broker or their mentor or their team leader. So sometimes these offers come in like you wouldn't be able to tell this is someone's first offer because it's like maybe so well vetted by all these other professionals that have looked over the shoulder that like this thing comes in really hot. Like, oh, it was your first deal. Come on, that was great. You rocked it, yeah. right? So. Yeah, no, it, it, it depends. I mean, I think we're talking about two different types of agents, right? Those yeah. that think it's kind of easy money, but then there's the, the people that are, are coming into it that are newer, that are looking to forge genuine, you know, long-lasting relationships in real estate. And, and you know, sometimes you can just, you know, feed off that enthusiasm, that, you know, of a newbie, for example, yeah. right? So it's yeah, nice. I'll, I'll play off. I'll play off myself as devil's advocate and to say that, like, I preface that, that question. I asked the question, but on the flip side, like, there are people, as you said, that, have wanted to maybe get into real estate for many years and never really had the opportunity or never saw like an, an opening where like, how am I ever going to leave this job to start with a hundred percent commission role? Mm -hmm. So this actually gave them the runway to do it part-time, learn the industry and maybe now are actually full-time agents. And I know even like I spent like, multiple years doing recruitment and mentorship and actually talking to new agents who are part-time and some of them just have that X factor that like you see them oh, yeah. and you're like, you might be an engineer or, a, you know, a, a Xerox salesperson or something, but like you have, you 100% will be successful. You just need to understand. Be good at whatever they do. Those people want to be good at whatever they do, right? Yeah, like they yeah. have an infectious energy. You want to yeah. be around them. You want to work with them. You know, clients are going to want to work with them. It's just a matter of like sharpening their sword and, and getting them in the game. So I do think that there is those opportunities. And even myself, like I came from a banking background and I was lucky to have kind of a three month runway where they were continuing to pay me a salary where I could learn the business and, and so on. But then you're jumping off a cliff and, you know, luckily you have people around you that support you and you have mentors and you learn the business, but not everyone has that ability. Like you kind of have to find a creative way. And COVID provided that opportunity for a lot of people where they could look at, maybe it wasn't real estate, maybe it was sewing or freaking you know illustration or something but a lot of sewers yeah a lot of needlepoint and, yeah, and yeah. knitting crochet um yeah. huge boom but i mean yeah i think people looked at okay i'm sitting at home i have nothing to do what am what do i actually want to do what's like mm. a something enjoyable that i could get into and i think real estate was probably for some people it's just like a hobby like oh, i'll do this and see if it works and other people like you said it kind of opened that door to a new career and they actually we chatted off the hop like you know on our first part of the statement about how like you know, in Canada, home ownership is, you know, was, was very attainable for a long time. And it is this dream that we have in Canada owning real estate. I've had a lot of people, just like general clients of mine or just people in the, in the world, they're so invested in, in, in knowledgeable in real estate. They, they, they like, they, yeah. they message yeah. me when their neighbor's house now. goes up for yeah. sale. They, they want to know what things are selling for. They want to be after the market. So, you know, again, it's, it's an investment that we all, you know, a lot of us share in common, right? So I find in Ottawa anyway, like our little market, it's it just people seem to be knowledgeable and invest in it. So maybe it's an easy thing to think of when they're thinking of a second career or another, another job opportunity. They're already dialed in on real estate. Yeah. There's they, people come well more educated than they oh, yeah. ever did. It's crazy. Like yeah. 11 years ago, starting like people didn't know anything. It was all, I mean, everything was paper-based anyways and, and all in person meeting, but there's no information out there. Uh, now everything's at the fingertips and they come like well-equipped, knowing what rates are at, knowing what the market's at. Yeah. There's free, you know, there's, there's like, free information. you know, I, I look, like, yeah. I was, was on like how, like that app, house signal. House signal. Yeah. And yeah. it's fantastic. I use it just for like, just on the mortgage side. If you're a mortgage broker listening to this, like even just for sell previous sale prices or square footage, interior, exterior, which we need 
on our side for getting uh, a property to auto value um, is imperative. Like it's an outrageous app. This is not this is not a plug for them, but it is at the same time. Uh, it's but helpful. but it, right. but I was but yeah. on there and this is like a free service for people and like they're a very it's a popular site and and so people come so well equipped down in the states the Zillow's and all that they're giving you like, reading Facebook Reddit forms things. like they're, they're dialed in yeah. right like yeah well people ask us questions like oh let's see uninsurable this and that and like yeah. they're using like jargon they were like okay they are actually they've done research they, yeah. they're coming to us informed. And yeah. we're just as using that term again, like sharpening their sort of knowledge where they already have like a really good base. They understand the transaction. They know what they great. want. They probably listen they to the Torah. The yeah. They probably listen to the pod. Yeah. I think it's great though, because it means that they're coming well more informed and equipped so that they're um, not getting the wool pulled over their eyes of go like yeah. in a transaction, whether it be on the buy or the sell side on the, like on that, mm -hmm. like, on that side of things and negotiating or listing or knowing what they're going to do ahead of time or probably makes conversations you guys are having of price changes or what they're going to have to do to the house. It's not a, as much of a surprise because they're educating themselves or on the mortgage side. It's less of a surprise when it's like you don't qualify for that million dollar place. You actually qualify for 400,000 mm -hmm. uh, because they have an idea of what they can, because there's tools out there. Yeah. Mortgage calculations are great. Right. They can just like, it's not, it's not accurate, like not fully and properly accurate, but it's, Give them a range. Yeah, yeah it gives them, I find it gives them a really good base and it makes, I think, all of our jobs a lot easier when you're dealing with educated like clients and individuals that, that come up to you, even if sometimes they're cold leads off a realtor that don't have agents or aren't being represented beforehand. When they have a good knowledge base, it's a lot easier to navigate those conversations. And a lot of the time, these people aren't completely out to lunch when it comes to like, oh, like I think my house is worth a million dollars. Well, yes, it was two years ago in the pandemic. Now it's worth 800,000. You saw your neighbor's house sell for 825. So you're not going to call me and ask me to get you a million for your house, right? Mm. Whereas people that just have not been paying attention to anything at all, it's like, oh, remember my neighbor that sold three years ago, you know, like yeah. I need, a, I want a million dollars for my house. And it's like, okay, well, can't really help you, you know? <laughs> Talk to the part-time realtor. It's <laughs> 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 matter how they get it for you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of us around. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I think it's like any other type of business to touch back on the, on the point in terms of, I think it's great that you have a lot more new people coming in because anybody that's kind of been in the business a while, I think it kind of re-energizes other people. Yeah. And you realize now that there's going to be more competition. It gets everybody to level up their skills and their knowledge base to be able to be able to help serve their clients better. Um, and then it's better for the new people as well because they're like, oh, well, I can learn from some of these people and some of the clauses and things that they've been using in the business for a long period of time that are still relevant today. And obviously some of the things have changed over time. But... I think overall it's a, it's a massive benefit to everybody and I think you have good agents and bad agents just like any other industry where people are going to have more or less knowledge um, whether you know sometimes it's harmful and then sometimes there's there's a benefit to working with newer people as well. I think the uh, the say it was it was interesting Natalie saying about her dad being in the industry for so long her taking over the business and yeah. and, and just him not doing anything technological, everything paper-based, yeah, yeah. her coming in. So like, you know, she's talking about new people coming in, in an industry. It's like, you know, even within the same company or the same team, oh, um, can breathe like fresh air where you didn't realize something was available, right? Like, yeah, we'll see something you know, on like TikTok or hmm. like, you know, uh, a different type of platform it's, that we wouldn't have normally marketed on. TikTok. Huh? Um, or Snapchat or any of these like, like <laughs> that's all like, um, what are you doing out there? <laughs> yeah, when we, when we heard about Snapchat, it was very sketchy. Now it seems to be like the only place kids that message. Like they're, they've they've been they've accustomed. They're like, okay, if my parents don't ever see it, that's much easier. 
Um, no, but my point is that we've seen realtors and mortgage agents that are in a younger demographic that might be in their you know early mid twenties, and they're using tools or doing different types of marketing strategies that we would have never thought of. And like you said, it kind of it it makes us level up, and it makes us kind of stay sharp and and make sure that we're still on top of everything and, and looking at these new tools and Greg's really good at using like, you know, the latest in AI and all these crazy editing programs. And like, he's very on the edge of that. Um, but it's important for us to stay relevant really like as things, as technology continues to increase and all these like automation systems stuff, like our job as advisors and as like a, a mentor to clients basically is like becoming more and more important for us to be knowledgeable. And if they come with knowledge, like we have to also be, that next level so that when they come to us, they're like, okay, I'm actually, there's actually a benefit to working mm-hmm. with Luca or Kevin or Paul Dave, whoever, uh, as opposed to just like, I could just do this myself, right? Like we have to stay sharp so that we're actually giving them good information and are actually knowledgeable, not just what you can Google, right? Uh, Ren, completely off topic. Yeah, sure. Go, I'm going to go complete. That's a good way to rent. Go. I, yeah, I'm going to end. Wildest story in real estate. And you're coming next, so you can start thinking about it. Okay. Story in real estate, buyer or seller, or somebody you even fired as a client. Uh, well, okay, I honestly no names. Uh, one, one maybe that's that's. I don't know if it's a while. Anyway, it, it's 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 a re- recent story in real estate that's I guess wild. Um, actually, okay, now I'll tell this one because one's a little bit, little bit more whatever. A little more anonymous. Um, so we had a listing. Uh, on Wofford, you know, in, in, you know, in beautiful, you know, million dollar neighborhood and our clients, we were just over a million dollars during the pandemic. So the story is about two years old and, um, it was a flip. So it was fully staged, but vacant. And one of our agents was going to do it, an open house. Uh, it was going to be in the new year. So, uh, this was listed over Christmas, uh, Greg's favorite time of the year to list. And, uh, so we were listed <laughs> over Christmas. I don't know why Luke Luca's arms look so big uh, in the thing. Mine, mine. I don't know uh, on the on the YouTube story for the listeners. Luca's arms look like they're massive. But maybe they are. Um, so it's listed over Christmas, and Matt is doing an open house uh, in early January. So he goes in to the house, and you know nothing's awry right off the hop. But then he goes upstairs, and he notices some. Well, there's some broken glass. He, sorry, there's broken glass downstairs. He notices some broken glass. There's a broken window. Okay, it's a broken window, starts assessing the situation. Nothing's missing. All the staging stuff's there. Nothing's messed up. Starts going through rooms. Okay, nothing's missing here. Nothing's missing. Go downstairs. Nothing's weird. Goes upstairs to the primary bedroom. In the bathtub, there's an open bottle of wine. There's a bathrobe, some towels, some of the staging candles. Someone broke in and opened a bottle of wine, had a drink, and had a bath. And lit, lit some candles. Clean bandits. They didn't do anything else. Like they didn't sleep in the beds. It wasn't Goldilocks. Kevin still got the, uh, yeah. Kevin still got the cuts on his hands. Yeah, <laughs> man, it was tough getting in. But yeah, so 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 they they broke in extensively. You know, had a New Year's party. Like you know, like just the, for one, for two, who knows, right? And uh, that was the impact. There was you know the bath water was drawn. The the wine was opened. The water was still in the bath. It was, I mean, you could tell someone had bathed yeah. in there. There's a little wet around. You know, the cleanup was a little rough. Towels were out. And, staging towels, by the way. And 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 the staging candles. They they had lit some candles. They had a romantic night for, for one, two, three, four. Who knows? Maybe it was like a Liberace party. I have no idea. So so that that's a, a pretty wild story. You have to call our clients. You know, a, there's a broken window. You know, whatever. We can, I'm sure we can get that fixed pretty easily. But but B, there was this. and But then aside from that, there was no other 
consequence. Like, I mean, it was obviously an annoyance that we had to deal with the broken window and deal with that, but other, otherwise everything was fine. Now, were the homeowners really angry or confused they by it? They were really indifferent. They or, did really, it, they, or did it seem like it was them? Uh, you know, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Like they had the lockbox going, so if you see, maybe it was a bit of a maybe it's a bit of a kink. Yeah, they want to break in. Like, you know, it was down. Like Paul was coming in the inside. We'll we'll, we'll pick up the window. No problem. Not a problem. Uh, it was all good. All good. So, so yeah, so that's a pretty wild. Yeah, Everyone's got cut. Oh, <laughs> weird. Yeah. So yeah, they were they were pretty indifferent with the whole thing. I mean, you know, like that nothing was like they're the, they're the, nothing was stolen. Your friends were the uh, perpetrators. Matt tidied up the, the wine and the, put the candles back. I mean, we washed the towels and like, I honestly like the, I mean the window was like you know fixed the window pretty easily and yeah it was. <laughs> You know, like it was, you know, we still sold the house a couple of weeks later, you know, for, for what they were happy with. And yeah, it all went well, but yeah. The new buyers, <laughs> the new buyers went for a test run. Yeah. It's probably a Polaroid put into one of the walls that they'll find in like 10 years. Just them in the bath with wine, you know? It's like the end of the hangover, at the end of the hangover, all, all the photos, the montage, right? But yeah, that's one that comes to mind that's like, you know, pretty vanilla, I guess. But yeah. Well. There's clearly there's another one that's clearly. Oh, there's there's others, yeah. There's a recent one, yeah. But we'll leave it there. <laughs> any any for yourself? I mean, worse. I don't know. I'm just trying to think. So, like, kind of at the very very peak of the market, I had met client client off a realtor, looked at a couple of places, and we go into this one place, and the property sold in a day and a half. It was a three hundred thousand dollar condo town that they completely renovated and flipped. Uh, we ended up getting the property. There was 28 offers on it. And uh, the other agent calls me before like everything kind of gets done. And is just like, oh, you guys are kind of close. Like, you know, like, do you guys want to, you know, revise your offer or something? We don't end up revising. And then I get an email like 15 minutes later um, through showing time with an update being like, you know, property's now been sold firm. You know, the agent that's one's been notified, you know, like, thanks everybody for their offers. So I'm like, oh, like that sucks. Like, and like, we were like significantly, like we're like 180,000 over asking or something like that. Um, and like, we barely were even able to get a showing. So they had like 28 offers in a day and a half. So like there was literally back-to-back -back showings like every, like for like that entire day and a half. And so I call my client, I'm like, hey, sorry, like we didn't end up getting the place, blah, blah, blah. And then like 30 minutes after that, the agent messages me on Instagram being like, hey, like, did you get my email? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, like you guys won. And I was like, oh, no. I was like what? I was like, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, you're like, yeah, you hundred thousand over yeah. everyone. Like, well, no, he, he called me, and then, but he called me before, right, to try to get me to like improve our offer. We were already, we were already at the top, and then just you didn't have the audacity to call me afterwards to be like, hey, you won, so sends me an email. And then, but I, but I'd already told my client we didn't get we didn't get the house, right? So then, like now, I'm like awkwardly calling you back thirty minutes later, not sure if she's gonna be happy or upset that we got it. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. it was a free deal, right? So I ended up calling her back. She ended up being like really really happy that she ended up getting it because she was basically gonna be homeless, so she needed to get into a place. Um, and like turns out there was like two other agents that I knew that were like like four to five grand like below where we were, so we weren't like completely off base on. Uh, on our offer, so it ended up turning out pretty well, but it was just a very awkward conversation. Yeah, I have yeah. to call her afterwards, being like, "Hey, yeah, so, coaster, you know, yeah, yeah." So like, no, how we didn't get that place, like we did, and then end up posting a thing on Instagram, being like, "I beat out twenty other agents," and I get like three or four messages being like, "I hate you," like you know, from other <laughs> agents that also had offered on it and yeah. didn't end up getting the property. But that was uh, that was a pretty crazy one. It's wild to think that uh, that it wasn't that long ago, uh, yeah. one hundred eighty and two hundred fifty thousand over asking. Uh, Human freaking imagine. 
Frickin now I get a call for feedback. Like I'm still in the driveway. I just got out of the house. It's like, how was the showing? Uh, it was fine. I, I don't think they're like, it's not, I'm not acclimated yet. I'm like, I'm still here. Like, I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm outside. My shoes. It's like, I'll, I'll, I'll let me get, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll provide prompt feedback when I get, you know. don't tell me you're very desperate without telling me you're very desperate. So how'd it go? <laughs> They're, they're in the driveway scratching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, 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 I still remember too when, when I was when I was a consumer as a buyer, we had our, our a young son uh, with us, and we were with our agent looking at rural properties. That was our dream. We we're going to buy a hobby farm. We we, we 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 pivoted before that was a cool word. We pivoted, and we bought you know in town. And then you was, delved into something else. Delve number one word. I was trying to use it earlier. So so yeah, to, to delve into this story. Um, so so we we show up to this to this house. It's like down a winding driveway it's like oh it's beautiful we get out of the car strap in our son whatever and then in the window there's like a chucky doll with a knife and we're like oh, okay like you know they're into halloween stuff it's really it's certainly creepy like there's like a doll with a knife and we're like, okay that's weird get in the sellers there hack and darts get our kids with us 10 month old whatever. so my hack and darts whatever it's like deliverance like you might as well have the banjo out and <laughs> She's home, whatever. Like, all right, I guess whatever. Secondhand smoke, you know, people did in the fifties, whatever. So, so, so we walk around the house, our son, whatever, and we go to the basement, and like it's like a crawl, like it's a basement, but then it gets like progressively smaller. In the back of this basement, you know, the Chucky doll upstairs, right? There's a computer on a desk, and it's like it could not look much like like a creepier scene. It's like it's like you wouldn't go like it was like you had to crouch down, and there's a little light, a little lamp beside the thing. Murder room, but with a, with a computer, like they weren't mining Bitcoin down there. It's just a weird, <laughs> no servers. Oh, also, like I don't know, it didn't correlate with the like, something was up. I guess like, the Chucky doll, hack and darts, weird computer, whip around. Yeah, you couldn't get out of there fast enough. I was like, that that was. Uh, I think my agent would say like like that was probably his number one story. Still, if you asked him his funniest moment, that was probably it. Casey. That's yeah, mine Casey. Casey. Yeah. Casey. <laughs> Poor Casey. Like it was wild. Like he was like. Yeah, he would tell that story for years afterwards. <laughs> Did you end up asking the homeowner what was up in the basement, or you just no? Oh, God, no! Yeah. You don't want to know that sort of we, thing. We were out of, we were out of there. It was like I'd be, be confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You don't want to be an accomplice. We're, we're, an accomplice we're, we're really looking for that second bathroom on the main. Like, get the <laughs> like it was like at that point it was like we were we were gone by right. Like it was uh, yeah. If the Chucky doll didn't do it, you know everything else subsequent was definitely enough. Yeah. Well, worse and worse. Yeah. Guess had a couple ideas at different properties and he's interested in. Oh, you know. <laughs> uh, you gotta stay on your toes. Yeah. You gotta... Sure, keeps me on my toes. <laughs> I send Dave some creative things. You know, like sure we can make this work. Right. <laughs> no, Kevin, you're you're freaking out to lunch. Out to lunch. Okay, cool. Just checking. Dave, Dave knows my entire life. Dave, Dave, Dave basically he's, he's like a vetting point for for every business decision I make. So yes, I think he plays that role for a lot of people. <laughs> he's in my. He's like, we ever die. It's like it's, it's like call Dave. Just call Dave. Like he's got it all figured out. We uh, paper than you have of yourself. I've asked you before for things. Anyway. Can you send me my tea? <laughs> you are to Dave. Dave and I have at least like a handful of those clients that every year it's like okay. I know I have only 20 grand, but like I'm hoping to build this multiplex and like there's this new program that I found that's like from Sweden, but you can do it here. And like this, they just have these like they sit on the Internet and they come up with these wild plans. And then we have to basically strategically crush their dreams yeah. and tell them it's not possible. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. spend a day formatting a really nice response. <laughs>
let down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not even there. You just let me down. It doesn't have to be canceled <laughs> it's anymore. Hard, just let it's me the down. Hard let down. I, I like that. Like, would you let Pull me down? Pull the bandaid off. Yeah, just give it to me straight. <laughs> so, I, Luca is kind of again off, off, off topic. But uh, Greg, we were talking about like has super dove. Delved, 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 delved. Yeah, you were trying not deep delve, yeah, deep delved into uh, like AI tech, so on. Like, how have you, both of you, I guess, question for both of you, how have you guys seen that since 2020, basically when the pandemic started, everything's accelerated? Like, how have you seen that shift the business on your side of the equation? Uh, honestly, not, not as much as I thought it would have. I think because AI is still kind of in the very early stages, but I think like month by month, there's more and more tools that are coming out um, that we're definitely starting to use. I have friends of mine and colleagues that like almost exclusively use chat GPT for responding to like all of their emails to most of their clients and stuff like that. Um, so just, emails. yeah, for email. So like, or like even, so I've had, had some clients put in an offer on a place uh, and it was still like a relatively competitive market. So I got them to write a personalized letter, which actually like really helped at this point. And the, listing agent up calling me, you know, being like, oh, you know, like the seller was like really touched by your letter and stuff like that. You guys were the best offer anyway, but we probably would have gone with your offer regardless of whether you guys were ahead or not by the 10 grand that we ended up winning by. Um, But my client ended up calling me like a couple months later. He's like, dude, you know, what's hilarious about that is, oh, you actually used like chat GPT to to write to write like the let like they put in a prompt of of whatever but they use but they use chat gbt to write the personalized letter that was like one of like the key defining things that ended up getting them the property the emotional yes yeah the emotional component yeah taking the emotion out of the transaction by like the ai right which 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 i thought was pretty interesting and like i've it just depends on the type of market. I, I kind of tried to use different strategies with offers depending on what type of market it is. But that was kind of a really cool story where like a client was actually used, like I suggested they do the letter, but they did the letter using AI. And that was kind of one of the differentiating you know, factors. That one of the most profound things about AI now is that it is almost just indiscernible from like an actual, like the fact that it actually created emotions in the sellers to the point where they chose that. Yeah is what most people said like you don't have to worry like you know ai when it first came out was very clunky yeah. there was no motion it was all like black and white text and like super black simple and, and now it's like it's actually evolving to put like to play on those emotional triggers mm-hmm. of people to script things in a way that actually engages and connects people with the writing so it's actually like getting smarter and more human-like i guess you could say yeah, in that it's, sense. it's still very early stages right and there's a lot of different applications and stuff that you can do like, you know, we've kind of been working on videos and like being able to chop up certain videos and clips to have them, you know, like what is the most type of viewed content on Instagram? Well, it's reels. Okay. So it needs to be between this timeline, this timeline mm-hmm. needs to have this. Okay. It's different for, we're starting to use TikTok now. So we're kind of starting to use it for that. We're starting to post some more stuff on YouTube. Greg's doing articles on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. but if you create one piece of content, you can then use AI to chop up some stuff and have it relevant on different platforms and have it, you know, have that be kind of the primary thing for those different areas. It, it's uh, everything you're saying there is it's complementing your business. Mm-hmm. It's not replacing like a lot of yeah, people yeah. in our industry um, and in most industries think that AI is replacing them. And don't get me wrong. And eventually in some, certainly in some industries, it's going to replace some people. Flat out. No, we're not anywhere near there. However, um, for energy, it, it's using, you know, using tools like this and, the, and tools have always been around, whether it even just becoming like e-signing documents, like getting used to that, like small, like, sm- like small little, some of these are, this is like AI for marketing 
uh, is accelerated that aspect, but it's also the people that use it and adopt it well or strategically can just be light years ahead and help their clients even more and just ought, like be a tool yeah. and not a replacement. Like you're using it as a tool Absolutely. of what you're doing to, to help get your clients out there more on their listing or like drive more eyes and, and viewers, which at the end of the day, sole role for, for you guys is more eyes on a property. It's solely marketing. I mean, you guys are yeah. like, really it's, it's negotiating and, and marketing. Like That's... I would say the number one is marketing in every aspect. Right. Well, would you not the therapy and then work? Yeah. Therapy yeah. <laughs> to yourself or to the clients, <laughs> everyone involved. We're like, maybe I'm a little behind on the AI just generally, but, but we do use it around the office. Like for example, for trying to think of like some content ideas, like, you know, what can we talk about? You know, uh, we need to make some relevant real estate content and we plug it in there. That gives us 10 or 15 videos that, that, that it thinks that the computer, the robots think is relevant. And we can triage through that and see what resonates with us in an authentic way. And then we sort of make those videos based off that. I know Kelsey uses it for a lot of things on the back end in terms of like we asked her to make a social media plan. She used AI to help and we're going to use AI for some digital marketing stuff as well. So again, to the marketing side, it's big for us. But again, we're not necessarily in a we're not in a copyright industry or, or some of these industries where it might be even more prevalent, you know, whereas, you know, yeah. you know I know there's a lot it can be used for. But for now, we're just kind of scratching the surface using it to sort of, you know, give us maybe some inspiration ideas and then take it from there. I actually read a uh, so. I, I like wine. I, I have a wine spectator like subscription. I read an article like this past weekend. Yes, I like my wine. But I read an article this weekend and they used Delve in the article. They did? Yeah, from the, the and it was the head writer of the, well, they and, and, and Delve was in it. I'm like, like, this is the head writer of this, like, this, like the entire magazine. And I'm seeing Delve in it. There's no way he's using Delve. In his own, in his own. Uh, a lead writer might actually use the word delve. He might be the only person that's qualified to use delve. That's like you AI or treasure trove or whatever other hot words we got. One one thing that we definitely uh, we use AI for is like for like write ups for like a lot of our listings, as we'll put in key components about the house, and then we'll kind of use that. Because sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, like how do I best describe this house? And you're doing like when you're busy, you're doing like two or three for it. Like once when you have a bunch of listings coming up and you're like, how do I make this sound unique and different? And like, I find AI definitely helps a lot with that because it kind of gives you well, like, you'll kind of put in the base, right. And then it'll shoot out a bunch of stuff for you. And then we can kind of cut certain things out, add certain things in, but it gives you like a really good base that you can kind of add on to. So I think it's a really great tool. Um, I don't think it'll replace our particular industries just because of the human element and component, especially because people are, going through the most or the largest financial transaction of most people's lives and they're getting into something and you know they want to be able to do that with a human you know they might search through online for certain things but you know in terms of showing a property and negotiating on their behalf they're going to want to deal with individuals and have that personality behind it i just asked chat gpt to write me a heartfelt sorry i said i want to buy a house i'm writing a letter to the sellers to entice them to take my offer i'm a young father of three and this will be our family home that was it that was the whole prompt <laughs> Here it is. Dear seller's last name, I hope this letter finds you well. My name is Paul, and I'm writing to express my sincere interest in purchasing your beautiful home at 123 Main Street. As a young father of three, finding the perfect home for my family is not just about the physical space, but about creating a haven filled with love, laughter, and cherished memories. From the moment I walked through the front door, I could feel the warmth and positive energy that your home exudes. 
The bright and inviting atmosphere coupled with the thoughtful design elements resonated with me and I immediately envisioned my family thriving in this space. The specific feature of house here is particularly appealing and aligns perfectly with our vision of a family-friendly home. As parents to three amazing children, names and ages, my wife and I are not just looking for a house, but we're seeking a place where our family can grow, learn, and build a lifetime of memories. And it continues on. So live, love, laugh. laugh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. That took five seconds. So I had it right. Uh, My buddy Alex Wolf and I were... uh, we're chatting because, you know, we, I live in Carlton Place. We shoot a lot of Hallmark movies out there. And, and we were in our office one day saying, oh, it'd be great. You know, we should write a, you know, romantic comedy with two realtors. You know, they they, they, they fall in love, but they, you know, there's some, you know, they're competing on a problem. I don't know. Love ensues. Anyway, we, we, we're, we're, we're saying this. We're like, oh, man, this is great. We can write this thing. And then as we're talking, Kelsey's typing the prompt in. And boom, it, it spits out like script. a five-act script of like this romantic comedy. Next thing you know, that's why the writers are on the break. Hallmark's knocking on the door. Oh, fuck. It was an estate sale. It was crazy. Like, they, they, they had a detail. There was like, oh, she's from the city, obviously. You know, she's like, but her license is still relevant in upstate New York, right? So it was like, it was, yeah, it was the whole thing. But they're going to fall in love. And, you know, it's, you know. <laughs> she's got a license to love. License eh? to love. License to list. You know, and, you know this, this estate sale was in the middle of it, right? It was the old, uh, the old manor, you know, like the Wayne Manor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's amazing yeah. we're going to uh, production next week yeah, it's, it, was, it was that easy the green there is I remember the what's the place just going out of town on uh, towards Smith Falls there's that little bait uh, bait shop on the right side okay yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it's called uh, Master Bait yeah, Service or something like that yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's uh, there's they actually had a Hallmark probably not it yeah. <laughs> Master Bait that's what it's called Master. It's, yeah. a, it's a fishing shop. Great advertising. Yeah. And uh, they recorded a Hallmark movie there. And I remember driving by and there was like a full production. I'm pretty sure Mel oh, yeah. Gibson was on site. It was like a full I got deal. stuck in Mel Gibson traffic. Actually, we tried to rent a place. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Gibson's rented it. I was like, it's some $4,000 place. And we had, we had an insurance issue with some one of our clients that needed a short-term rental. Mr. Gibson blocked us. I got stuck in Mr. Gibson traffic. And actually, some of our clients uh, that have bought historic homes in Carlin Place, Dave, you'll, you know them actually, um, they've rented out their place for days at a time yeah. for Hallmark movies. That's amazing. And one of our other clients who owns a commercial building in town and he has a big parking lot in the back, he rents it out for the craft services. So he gets a couple hundred bucks a day for them to do like the catering out there and stuff. So it's a bit of a bit of an industry and out, out big my business. Way. Yeah. Big business in the valley. Big business in those Hallmark movies. I saw an article the other day. It's like uh, the people of Hallmark, it's revolutionary. They've came up with a second plot line. It, this is this the year they're going to roll out the second plot line, right? So my parents live for them. Like my oh, dad loves Hallmark them. Christmas movies. Have you guys seen any like does. my dad? No, I haven't. My my dad loves them. He's like he's addicted. Like he's retired now. He just watches the Rocky movies and that. It's crazy. Like, it's not Rocky and Hallmark. Oh, he loves Rocky. He's like, yeah, there's a Rocky marathon on. I was like, yeah, Dad, I'm, I'm Netflix. He's like, yeah, 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 they're playing them all in a row. I'm like, yeah, I, again, I can find these, right? Like, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> We uh we have to be out of here in short order, so I feel like we should probably wrap this up. We've been going for almost what two hours, two and a half hours, two and a half. Um, but yes, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Should I end with some mood boosts? I actually have some uh, lined up here. All day. You can't look at them before you. Before as you're pulling those up, um, I want to test Gertie and Poirier, Phenomenal lawyers. Uh, my wife and I just had a closing. Recently, we've been referring clients to them for for a number of years, and and with with rave reviews, and we just did our first personal closing with them, and it went really well. As they mentioned, with the the early booking was critical, and and uh, it just it was the communication was great, and uh, all that tech they mentioned is is very on the forefront as a as a seller we were in this case, and everything happened really quick. So yeah, plug out to them. They, they did a great plug. job. Yeah, yeah. great you job. Give, you, give the fa- you might as well give the other plug the Foundry. 
That boundary, yeah. Let's, let's plug it all, right? So we got our Alex and I's movie uh, in escrow is coming out next year on the Hallmark Channel. But no, no, we, we've got the Foundry Coffee Bar, Foundry Collective, uh, Causeway Real Estate Group. Yeah. Go, Luca. Where can we find you, Luca? Well, if you guys need any help, uh, the Campbell Merrick Group is very happy to assist. And uh, you guys see Greg a lot, but I uh, should be on some more shows with everybody soon. And uh, looking forward to uh, helping everybody next year. Amazing. And those arms, that hairline, it's insane. Yeah, it's very jealous. Yeah, the arms oh, look jacked. We are, we are doing more videos now, and Greg. You open jars of more salt. Furthest away. Yeah, I'm, I'm small as and furthest away. Your torso is the size of Luca's arm. Melting into the. Your torso is the size of his arm. The side profile. Luca will also open any jars for his clients. Yeah, yeah. that's important, right? If there's any any heavy doors. Yeah, any, yeah, any yeah you got it. Jars. Yeah. We're actually exiting through this wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just gonna the Kool Aid man's gonna go right through this wall here. There's actually just an HGA Emergency exit behind us. Okay. Bustle milk. Hulk's <laughs> All right, I got four. I got four today. I think Kevin's seen them, so I'm gonna hide them. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Okay, hold on. Let me get rid of this. Stop airplane. Okay. Stop looking at it. I'll do my best, Greg. Ah. Okay. Number one. Uh, these are holiday themed. Uh, where do children who don't learn to tie their shoes end up? On the naughty list. The naughty list. I'm gonna be Greg. Uh, two. How much does it cost to run Santa's sleigh? Eight bucks or nine if the weather's bad. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, it's a good one. How do you know? Uh, number three. How do you know Santa's good at karate? He's got a black belt. These are for like three-year-olds. Um, and number four. Speaking of tech, uh, what would you find on an elf's Instagram account? <laughs> Lots of elfies. <laughs> Wow. Alfie. Hey. I'm even embarrassed to say that one. That was bad. I'm sorry. Does the outro music get added later? Or? I think so. I mean, it's again. It started, it started five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Nick Pachuski. He's been here since the beginning of the, of the recording. Uh, and anyone else who's been listening throughout, thank you. If you're listening after the fact, thank you. We're sorry. We love you. Um, we're going to release this probably tomorrow. Tomorrow ish. Tomorrow ish. Um, but thank you very much for for listening this year. We're going to be back uh, early in January. I think we're going to take two weeks off, so we'll be back January. Don't set a date. January. 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 We'll be back in January for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, there'll be a, a bit of a new look. Uh, a couple announcements coming out in the next few weeks, and we'll be uh, we'll be excited and ready to rock for 2024. So, David, great great year, Greg. If you're still listening, great year. <laughs> and gentlemen, thanks for coming. Producer Steven. A lot of fun. Steven. Producer Steven. Pleasure. Yeah. Always great. I wish we, can we get a camera, Steven? Give us a little. There he is. He's here. He's a real person. He's not AM. <laughs> All right, everyone. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And we'll, uh, we'll see you in 2024. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that.